1: Because
2: otherwise, you know about this, heat rises mm-hmm. and cold air likes to come down where the humans are, <laughs> which is why it's hot in space and cold down here. Oh. Ah. <laughs>
3: yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Yep. I used to love that fact when I was in Florida. I hate it now when I live up here. Why? Because it's cold all the time. I'm all chilly all day. If
2: heat rises, how come it's not warmer in Pittsburgh than it is in Florida? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> like,
3: I don't, I don't
1: understand. So.
2: Welcome to the Crunch. It is your boy Ethan.
3: And I'm chewing on a prune. I'm Patrick.
2: (laughs) Is that a euphemism for something? No, I'm chewing on a prune. I'm eating a prune. Okay, well get your filthy mouth away from the microphone, sir. While you're chewing, I got a I got a tail to weave. Okay, all right. Gotta, <laughs> weave I that got tale, baby. <laughs> a story to spin. So, this past weekend, as everybody knows, I, uh, I'm a Catholic missionary for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Most of the time, that means all I do is play ping pong and hang out with students at the local Catholic Newman Center. But please give a, to my mission. <laughs> please give it to my mission. Uh, Focus.org slash Ethan, missionary slash Ethan Hyphen Stevie. Um, but on occasion, I'm called out of the line of duty to Mm. recruit the troops you remember how captain america they synthesized him and then they were like just kind of go and boost the war efforts you know (laughs) Uh, focus has recruitment weekends obviously to interview people to become missionaries and so i was asked to staff one of those weekends it was in dallas which is great i love well it was really technically in denton for those of you i I hear that they call dallas the big d I think that they call they Denton. They do? That's what one of my disciples told me who's from. They should stop calling The it Dallas that. area. They call it the big D. Like the Denton must be the little D. But anyway, <laughs> we will cut yeah. that out. Um, the The whole point of the story, right, is I went to Dallas, and I was taking some students with me, and we got about – Three hours into the drive, and the conversation had kind of dwindled down, and I was like, what if we threw on a podcast? And they were like, oh, that sounds awesome. And let's I said,
3: listen to yours. <laughs> I, no, they didn't do
2: that. I said, let's listen to Clerically Speaking, and they were like, oh, I don't know about Clerically Speaking. It's a really said, good podcast. It is a great podcast. It's very good, low barrier entry for Catholics, because there's nothing in it that people will be like, oh, this isn't good, um, because they don't have banter that goes on for too long. They've got great segments. It's just a good podcast, and they know what they're talking about. Unlike some shows, I'm not going to name names. The Crunch. Ours. <laughs> and I started playing it, and about 20 minutes into the episode, we hadn't even gotten to the, to the Summa Tweetologica. Summa Tweetologica. The um, iconic. I, I looked to my right and I looked to the back seat, both of them conked. Wow. Just out like lights. And so I'm not saying that if we had played our show in the car. They would have stayed awake for the whole Here's trip. The thing,
3: they would have heard that theme song and they would have been amped. They would have been like throwing four locos, like empty <laughs> out, four loco cans out the, out the window, window <laughs> just like raining. mooning people as they drive by. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the problem was with with when listening to to Father Harrison and Father Anthony's lovely soothing voices, they like opened Father up Anthony's a nice red wine, soothing, and they they let it they let it mm. uh, air uh-huh. and to the tannins breathe, and they like sipped mm-hmm. it lightly, had a couple of cheeses, and then they just passed out.
2: Is that what you, you, know? you do when you listen to Clerically Speaking?
3: Yeah, and it's while I'm driving, so it's really dangerous.
2: <laughs> drinking and driving and cheating. That was a really
3: bad drinking and driving joke. <laughs> hmm
2: mm-hmm. There's <laughs> that drill tweet. We can't say for sure whether or not drinking and driving is bad.
3: <laughs> it gets me to work on time, so we can say? <laughs>
2: so no, I can say for sure. I love um,
3: that. That tweet is so. That tweet is so like flexible. You know, it you can is. like you can use you it could, for anything. It's really it's really great to use on like eugenicists on Twitter. They're like, I mean, abortion is bad, but it gets rid of uh, it gets rid of uh, Down syndrome. So like, All right. Who can say? Who can we, say? All we got to do is murder all the people God. we don't like, and then we're good.
2: Isn't it sad? <laughs> Drunk driving may kill a lot of people, but it also helps a lot of people get to work on time. So it's impossible to say if it's bad or not. It's <laughs> just uh, – it's vintage. That's vintage drill before That's he sold out. Group.
3: He he sold a book. I looked it up on Wikipedia. The book has 420 pages. Oh, nice. Nice. That's really funny <laughs> drill. Um, good one, drill.
2: It's. I think at that point, it's like it could have been good yeah if he had made it 419 pages that would have been funny <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like so close right yeah
2: do like, you see his tv show that he got with adult swim
3: no way
2: mm-hmm. that's why he sold out it's not just the book the book was fine everybody was cool with the book yeah but then like a trailer for his show came out and it's him wearing the jack nicholson mask and it's just it's just weird Th- there are probably so many people listening to this i'm thinking of my mother who's like who the heck is this drill character it's he's just a guy on Twitter.
3: It's a web series on Adult Swim. So it's not yeah. even really It's not even a show. Is yeah, he even getting only, paid? Here's the thing. He only has one he only has like a million and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot Twitter followers, but that's not a lot in terms that's of like three percent
2: of America following him. Twenty three percent of America? I said point 0.3. Oh I was point like, dexter. No, it's not.
3: <laughs> um Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Well Yeah, that mask is weird.
2: At least it takes the attention off the fact that you made a joke about drunk driving. So yeah. <laughs> we've, we've always got that going for us, right? Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, so I, I drove them. I had a good weekend. I got to see a lot of people, a lot of nice people from Louisiana. Oh, uh, yeah. And they invited me down for Mardi Gras, which I think I might do. So I don't do know it. what you're doing in February, but let's go uh, Let's go to see the, the old Orleans. I mean, I sorry, excuse me, the, the new, new Orleans. Orleans.
3: I don't think I have time to go to Nolans um, my mom's from there did you know that you have time to spend with me nope okay <laughs> you know you know what's happening this weekend that you're not coming up for yeah the gus johnson the show. gus johnson show and i don't have tickets for it and like Ooh. it's happening tomorrow and i'm Ooh. like should just i him.
2: try just tweet him just be like should i try well it's yeah. not sold out oh well think. then just buy tickets i'll venmo know. you enough money to, that'll be my Free bachelor party present for you finally, <laughs> that'd Best be
3: great um but yeah i don't i don't know I, I don't know if i have time to drive down to um. no, but you got to be careful on mardi gras in new orleans you got to be like it's like have you ever packed for like a hiking trip no it's similar to that okay cool yeah so since you've <laughs> never done it you'll be great there's a there's a saying there's no place to pee on mardi gras mm. you're not going to be able to go to the bathroom the entire day mm-hmm So pack no water. Do not stay hydrated. Whatever you do, mm. eat very little.
2: Okay. And then stand all day. (laughs) In the hot, hot sun. Make
3: sure you lock your knees. Okay. okay? And if you start to feel woozy, keep standing up. You might miss something.
2: I've been thinking about, so we were trying to think of the, as a team earlier today. Yeah. Like, obviously we know about the catheter, right? That's an established. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) we all know about the (laughs) catheter my my teammate alexander was talking about how there's like a step up from the catheter which is maybe if i describe it you'll be able to it's not so much a
3: please don't make me picture this
2: i'm not you don't have to picture it it's more of like a jug that is attached that you it's not a there's another word for it that's not catheter where you keep it there's no tubes or any any sort of insertion it's just a it's just a jug that you you pee into that's attached to you Gotcha. Is that is there a name for that? Um I god, I
3: hope not. <laughs> 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 oh man. <laughs> well, I don't want it attached to me. I don't want like a do what, I don't do you, want like, do you a want DIY it floating colonoscopy around? bag. That yeah. sounds disgusting.
2: How do I do uh, how could I build do my own colonoscopy? Oh you heard gosh. that Yahoo answers question? <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: You just gotta you just gotta take out two of your ribs and turn all the way around. There's a And then you get a, a microscope phen- and you just oh, shove wow. it. What?
2: There's a phenomenal My Brother, my brother and me segment where they read a Yahoo Answers question where somebody asks, How can I do a self colonoscopy? <laughs> and it's it's one of the funniest bits that they've ever had on their show. It's hilarious.
3: They're gonna um, be in trolls too.
2: They are gonna be in trolls too. They're gonna be in trolls too. Which is great. I I might go see that movie just to hear them reprise or at least take on the roles of hard rock tier techno beat drop button and I think there's one other role that they're playing but
3: I'm incredibly excited Phoebe and I are incredibly excited for trolls too we loved trolls I'm incredibly
2: excited one. at the at the prospect of a podcast getting so popular that they can just force their way into a movie <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> that could be us but maybe with like the EWTN passion of the Christ too story of uh, <laughs> like Blessed Pierre Giorgio you know what I mean Patrick and have...
3: Ethan will be in the Passion of the Christ too <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, I don't think anyone would listen to that podcast. No, people. Wouldn't. It's called. It's not called the Passion of the Christ. Too. It's just called Resurrection, isn't it? Is or it? No? I don't know. Revelation. No. Isn't it the story of how Jesus goes into hell and beats up Satan?
3: That that'd be sick. But I I don't I don't know if I want to watch that movie. I don't know
2: how he's gonna do it.
3: I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how it goes on. You know. You know.
2: You know that Mel Gibson's actually making that movie, right? No, I do. I do know that. Okay, cool. Just yeah, yeah. Sure. That's
3: why I say we're gonna be in it.
2: Ah. Yeah. We'll be know that we'll Mel be, Gibson was out of jail. Who would you... What? <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't he... Was he in jail or was he just in social timeout for a while? I I don't know. I don't think he went to jail. I, think he just I don't know some, much
3: about Mel Gibson's personal life to know whether or not... He just said some unsavory
2: to, things. Yeah. I'm not going to Google Mel Gibson anti-Semitic comments on this podcast because I don't... I'm not interested in that. That's not a good source of comedy. That's not a good source of
3: comedy. That's just sad, you know? Yeah. Um, hey, do, okay. Do you remember... This is this is a topic shifter. But do you remember? Do you remember that book Swindle by Gordon Corman?
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So isn't he remember, the same like, guy
2: the... who wrote uh, Friendle? Nope. Oh no. No, Friendle was not Gordon Corman. Swindle. Hold on, let me look it up. Gordon, Corman. 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 What about it?
3: It was a it was a book about a guy who had like a really valuable baseball card and he oh. like went to a pawn shop. And I the saw guy like, book. Swindled him out of it.
2: This book was on like the front of the, of the library, but I never I never read it because I was. It was like, like any a book, big
3: Scholastic Book Fair book.
2: Any book that's being promoted so heavily by the man is not a book that I want to read. And I went straight <laughs> I to the back, read and read a series of unfortunate events.
3: <laughs> it's still it's still, it's still on my on my bookshelf back home. The series of unfortunate events Netflix TV series was choice. It was was really it
2: really bad. that good? Oh, it was really good. I heard yeah. that it was not good because I wait it, why. Like, there was a bunch of hype, and then it came out, and then I heard nothing about it. Oh, but, eh. but maybe that's just because I I don't go in the to the right. Yeah, well, that's the thing
3: is like there wasn't a lot of hype. Did it do the whole story? Yeah, the whole really? thing in three seasons. Yeah. Oh,
2: well, what the heck? I need to go watch it then.
3: Yeah, it was so good. Neil Patrick Harris is Count Olaf. N P
2: H, baby. It's so. Funny. Is it accurate anyway, to the source material?
3: I'm pretty sure I didn't read all the books.
2: Volunteer Fire Department. Am I right? I was like or am so I into right?
3: that. Am I right? So uh, Gordon Corman wrote a book about a kid who. Who got swindled out of a baseball card, and he mm-hmm. he puts together the kid puts together like a whole team of his friends to a like break operation. in and steal it back. Yes, so it's like Ocean's Eleven, but for kids.
2: Ah, oh, and that's fun.
3: All of the characters had their own special set of skills. One mm. was like a rock climber. One was like a computer kid. One, one was, was like the a,
2: small Asian that could do flips. Yeah. One, all was, of the, them. one was the the guy. And the other guy. One, one, was the, <laughs> one was the third guy.
3: One was the third guy. No, it was like six kids. And the main character, his what he brought to the table was he was the man with the plan. He was Frank Ocean.
2: He was Danny Ocean, he, you mean? He was Frank Ocean's a singer. Sorry, Danny Ocean. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was Frank Ocean. <laughs> oh boy. He died his no, hair. Frank blonde. Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Inexplicitly. Um, Inexplicitly? I started watching Oceans Twelve two days ago and I didn't finish it. Um, yeah, it's
2: not as good as the eleven.
3: No, nah, it's not as good as the eleventh one um <laughs> oceans one is just it's just danny ocean walking it's around going hey give me your money <laughs>
1: um,
3: uh, but they, they just cut they just cut the first 10 yeah. out of the out of yeah. public memory they were like you know what let's mm-hmm. just let's just give george clooney a break he doesn't need that on his spotless record
2: who would have thought that oceans three with george clooney brad pitt and monica and ross's dad was not that great of a film
3: Crazy, oh my huh? gosh! It was Monica and Ross's dad. That's I don't know so his name, funny. but he yeah, is who, who does? Um, so, but I I looked up to that kid so much when mm-hmm. I was younger. The man with the plan—that's who he yes. was—and I was like, I want to be the man with the plan. Because my my teachers, my teachers when I was in in middle school and elementary school, always said that I would like scheme. I would have schemes. Yeah, uh huh. And I was thinking about that today as I what walked kind of back schemes? from ours. With schemes? Yeah. Yeah. I came up with schemes all the time and I was thinking about that as I walked back from a faith formation meeting we had today because i've been I've been scheming
2: well, well I have a question. yeah what kind of schemes did you do then? and what kind of schemes are you trying to do now?
3: Oh, so schemes back then was like I would um one time my my fourth grade teacher it was like her birthday and so we me and a bunch of my friends like went into the school we got a, we got access to the school at, like really early in the morning and we set up mm-hmm. like a surprise party for. her
2: oh, bro, what a sick scheme, bro. Yeah, way to, scheming. Way to really celebrate someone's life, bro. Yeah. Yeah, these are wholesome schemes. <laughs> okay, not, these are this, not I these thought are not maybe like, that you were like trying to take like test answers out of a cabinet or something. by Yeah, repelling no, that's lame. That's lame ceiling.
3: schemes. These are only wholesome – like wholesome wholesome memes, these are wholesome schemes. And mm. so my my uh, my job at the parish extends only to high school youth ministry and for – to some extent, middle school. Right. but I'm scheming, um, adult faith formation as well. And I, every, every meeting I go to, I lay a little bit more of a groundwork. I like, I, I, I put a little bit more out there about like evangelization and like different books and podcasts that people should read about evangelization. And it's like over the past year, I've been slowly, but surely turn Yes. Brainwashing everyone into like new evangelization, new evangelization. So I've been, I've been pushing, like, forming intentional disciples, Ooh. making missionary disciples. Ooh. Um, yeah. Me and Father
2: Harrison had a phenomenal text conversation the other day about uh, why we think that uh, the intentional discipleship model might be Gnostic. Oh, yeah. I can see how you would think that. Yeah. It was it was a good conversation. And I don't think it is, but I think it's easy for it to become that way. We could get into mm-hmm. that some other time if you'd like. But
3: Well, it's very easy for Catholics to become works-based salvation. Yeah because the protestants say we are and we're like yeah, you're okay, right.
2: Yeah, what if what if we were, dog? <laughs> St- step up. <laughs>
3: it's like when it's like when teachers were like, "Patrick, you're just you're such a slacker, you can't you just got
2: to apply yourself." Oh yeah? I'm such a slacker? I'll show yeah, you. I'm going to sh- be even more of a slacker. You have I'm no gonna, idea. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to cartoonishly lean back and kick my feet up to show <laughs> you how much of a slacker <laughs> I can be. Take yeah. that, teach.
3: Take that, teach. <laughs> Skateboards <laughs> out. <laughs> I watched this incredible Saturday Saturday Night Live sketch, which is like something I never thought I would say. But it's a guy who walks into a classroom. He's like, hey, what up, everybody? How's it going, Mr. H? How are you doing? Sorry, I'm late. I was on my way back from the soda fountain. And he walks up to a bunch of people and he's like, how you doing, Clarissa? You still got that thing going on with your left knee? And it's like a bunch of people. And he goes through the entire classroom for like 10 minutes and no one says a word. Uh And like the teacher's like, Sir. He's like he's always like, mister Zo So-and-so, I did not expect so much audacity on your first day into school. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was making it all up, and he's like, my name is not Mr. H. It's Mr. Sandberg, and you were being incredibly racist and sexist to all of these students. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to fit in. Anyway, I thought it was funny. Maybe you should go the... watch it.
2: I should go watch it. It's probably funnier there than it would have been here. Yeah, this, thank you. In this medium. I Well, okay. I just maybe I don't get the joke, but that's okay.
3: It was that it was his first day at school, and he's pretending like he knew everybody. Ah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I What I thought the funniest part about that was, is at the very beginning you said "Saturday Light Knives," which I think would be a very interesting <laughs> cooking show.
3: It's actually an ad for like those that like multi-level marketing scheme, where it's. It's a like taco. a knife that
2: you hold it like this, and it balances perfectly on your finger, and you can Saturday flip it Light Knives, and then you grab it and you say "Saturday Light Knives," and everyone's <laughs> like, "Wow, wow, I'm, I'm it gonna can buy- cut a
3: penny in half. <laughs>
2: Have you seen those knives that can cut M- pennies in half move over cutco uh yeah i have seen those knives yeah they're very good very intimidating i need a good knife set
3: how many how many years do you think until people until it comes out that like people like bought cutco knives and murdered a bunch of people
2: how long before that scandal
3: <laughs>
1: <coughs>
2: wow these uh, knives are great they go right in yeah look at me i'm making fifteen dollars an hour on commission Because every time I leave a knife with the customer, I get paid. Stab. (laughs) Stab. $15. $15. $15. It's an easy way to make money.
3: I had a friend back who like five years ago sold Cutco knives and my family bought them and they're pretty good. You know what else happened five years ago? These tweets. Whoa. Welcome to Hot Take Time Machine. (laughs) Hot take time,
2: time machine. Machine. hot take time machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting if you have a hot take five years or older dm it to at the crunch on twitter or instagram or email us info at thecrunchcast.com patrick please take us away
3: buckle up kids because this one's about to get offensive <laughs> oh no!
2: Any more offensive than we've already been in this episode? Any more
3: offensive? We we really knocked it out of the we, park. We really
2: did. We talked right about out it.
3: right out the gate. We got like a drunk driving joke. We got anti-Semitism.
2: We don't. Don't know that someone's <laughs> gonna clip that.
3: No one clips our show. What do you all think right. this is?
2: People might clip our show.
3: <laughs> what if what if we're in another situation like we were two years ago, where some random guy in Japan is transcribing all of our episodes, <laughs> checking for orthodoxy?
2: Say goodbye to your precious podcast. <laughs> Man, we really have had a couple of years, man. Do people do people know about that guy?
3: Um, no. We should. T- this is a hot take time machine. This and is just a funny story about our podcast.
2: Yeah, go ahead. You could go ahead and tell. No, it. No, I don't remember it. Remember it? Okay, so <laughs> I we, don't remember the details. I just remember the punchline. When
3: you're when you're a super successful podcast like ours, you mm-hmm. develop enemies. You know, you make enemies, and sometimes people who are very Catholic TM and 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 want want people to know it on Twitter, they they don't like when people I don't know like like focus and life teen and i don't know oh. i think it was around our life teen episode where we came out like really really for life teen and we're like anybody mm-hmm. who's against life teen is lame and doesn't know what they're doing um are we wrong though are we wrong though where's yeah. the lie and uh someone oh it was never mind it was it was he who must not be named he who must not be there was named. an uh, there was a they, spam account that came out and the they one dm'd
2: guy ruined the joel steponic interview
3: oh my gosh years the one after guy, the fact years after the fact he he came he he dm'd both of us and he was like i forget what it was but he was like oh do you think gay people can go to heaven and i was like um yeah yeah what yeah yeah what do you mean what do you mean yeah. and he was like i'm gonna screenshot this and show everyone how unorthodox you are
2: say goodbye to your <laughs> precious <laughs>
3: podcast
2: <laughs> he, he had like 20 followers it was, so it was the thing it was so so funny like, like you like underestimate some, the power of the internet. <laughs> you also underestim- un- overestimate. You how overestimate much people, people care about us. Like it'd be great if you were whistle blowing, maybe like the biggest podcast out there. Awesome, cool, go for it. But you're whistle blowing two dudes in college who. <laughs> <laughs> Had maybe eight hundred listeners a week at the time. At the time, at most, at most, and it was, it was Who's, all whose just biggest
3: like, advertising campaign was handing out poorly, poor <laughs>
2: resolution business cards at Seek twenty fifth seventeen. I know. It's, <laughs> he really was getting too big for his britches.
3: He was. He was going hard. It was funny, man. Yeah. It was so funny.
2: Uh, anyway. Anyway. So. My hot, hot take. Time. Okay, so <laughs> these
3: are these are both from November twenty fourteen. So. Um, I don't know what was going on with me back then, but my Catholic anon account was very like into dunking, uh, dunking on people.
2: You had a basketball phase,
3: and my tr- <laughs> hey, my name is Patrick, and I have a basketball. Have a game okay, tomorrow. second reference to that in the co- past couple weeks. I'll um, that. so I tweeted, I tweeted, <laughs> I came here to drink milk and delegitimize Protestantism, and I just ran out of milk. I mean, <laughs> 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 and then I, I tweeted later. Quote, all you do is bash Protestants, unquote. No, that's not true. I also make a mean pot roast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, Patrick. So. I like how you chose to say drink milk instead (laughs) of (laughs) chew bubble gum for some reason. Is that what you do? Is that what you say? That's the original, like, I'm here to uh, kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. What's it from? I think it's from the Duke Nukem video game series. No. but it might also be from something else before that. I don't really. I know. think
3: I remember the drink milk part be like, it's like really. Oh no, vulgar. it's from a, uh,
2: it's from the movie They Live. Okay. Yeah, it's like a classic. You've seen They Live.
3: I have not.
2: It's an '80s movie. It's so good. Aliens invade, and this guy you can only see who's possessed by the aliens when you have the these sunglasses on. So the whole time it's this cool dude walking around with a shotgun, wearing sunglasses, Love kicking. That alien butt and there's a really long 10 minute fight scene and it's so good
3: it's i came here to like kick butt and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubble gum yeah i came here to kick butt and chew bubble
2: gum and i'm all out of butts <laughs> <laughs> i'm here to chew butts and kick oh never mind i'm all out of
3: bubble gum
2: i'm all out of bubble gum
3: yeah, uh, i i went through I went through a phase of of being of being angry at people for not agreeing with me online, which we've all been through. We've all been you through. You know, it. It takes it's time. not a good thing to do.
2: What uh, What would you now say to yourself then to maybe get yourself to lighten up a bit on our our Protestant brothers and sisters?
3: Hey, it's not a sin to be wrong.
2: <laughs> you gotta <laughs> lighten up, buddy. I think I disagree with you now. Yeah, <laughs> it is a sin to be wrong. It's no, sin I, w- be I would wrong. probably, I would probably and say like, hey, everybody else around me is sinning all the time, all the time.
3: I'd probably be like, hey, look, you got to work on yourself, man.
2: <laughs>
3: I'd probably like, like this is, I, I would, I would hope that younger me would listen to older me and be like, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't gonna help anybody. Like, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna change anybody's mind or get yourself any closer to heaven
2: mm-hmm. by getting angry on the internet. Right. You know? Yeah. I think it's uh, it's really unhealthy. I. Sp- especially i would i just wish that we could all get along
3: let's just be excellent to one another. can we
2: everybody love everybody no Actually, bill and ted
1: that's an 80s movie
2: i think uh i think we're making strides i mean here my teammate alexander he uh he leads a bible study with some of the baptist missionaries here mm-hmm. and they every week they sit down and they listen to each other talk about how they differ in doctrine and views on scripture and church authority and all this stuff yeah and it's they're like actually friends and the thing is is that they both really care about each other's salvation they both really care about each other's relationship with jesus but there's Mm -hmm. a desire for truth and it's led to this really awesome ongoing conversation really diving into scripture to understand what is actually being said what is paul actually writing about and it's so good It's just, it's amazing to see people who are willing to like, okay, this is not going to be fixed in one conversation. This is not going to be over in a couple seconds after I read this tweet or send this out. (laughs) It's actually going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of time. And I think, I wish more denominations were willing to do that with each other. Wouldn't it be awesome if different churches were like, hey, let's meet up every week and talk about where we differ. Because we should desire to be one, like Jesus said in John chapter 17, in his prayer to the Father.
3: I'm trying That's to do that box. with a with a bunch of youth pastors in the area.
2: Really? Um, yeah, I sent That's out an so email
3: good. to a couple of them earlier this week. Like, hey, let's all get together for like a breakfast hangout once a month because I like breakfast and I don't like want to leave in the middle of the day for lunch. Um, <laughs> so like if you just do that, because mm-hmm. I I learned I found out that I don't like sitting on my butt most of the week, and Big I'm trying to like these are my other schemes. I'm trying to I'm trying to hang out with other youth pastors more of different denominations and i'm also trying to uh get a midday bible study started by some of my students at one of the high schools here
2: oh that would be so cool would they let you like here when i when yeah. i went to high school they wouldn't let my youth minister come in like the like school. at all at all yeah yeah so i have Not to even be to in... bring me mcdonald's
3: <laughs> which i love i have to uh <laughs> i i count as a cleric really so yeah so i have to wear the I... collar Yeah, right. No, no. I count as a cleric in the eyes of the school board. And Mm. so I would, if I, since I'm employed by a church organization, I would have to be invited by a student through a faculty member. Ah. So I, I, I told, I told a bunch of my students, I was like, you guys could invite me or father Anthony to like hang out with you guys at lunch and do like a, do like a club thing. But like another faculty member would have to be there. That's it. And they were like, really? But what about separation church and state? And I was like, no, no, you don't understand that applies to me. Doesn't apply to you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys can do a prayer thing in the middle of the day if you want to. You guys can pray over each other. I taught them how to pray over each other, mm-hmm. and they all started. They were like, "This is great. We should like, can we should do this all the time." I'm like, what? "Yeah, you guys can do this all the time. Like, anytime." That's I'm amazing. so mad. It took the thing that it's take the things that it's taken me like maybe five years or so to get a handle on. All of mm-hmm. these kids are taking to right away. <laughs> I'm so excited though. Like they're they're giving their testimonies. They're um. They're praying with each other, right? Dog, like, yeah, it's go. great. Look at you, so nice. By this, all the Lord. is my
2: father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples? And guess what, folks? A lot of <laughs> prunes. <laughs> I got a bag full of a bag prunes of prunes right here, right here baby.
3: <laughs> These are the fruit that I bear. That's Bearing funny. Some prunes. It's dry I love fruit. that. It's so good. Prunes. Prunes are the. That's funny, because they come from figs. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. They come from plums. (laughs) We had this conversation a couple of months ago, remember? (laughs) Did we? I don't remember. We We, probably had had a big fight about prunes and plums. Okay, what are your tweets?
2: Would you want do you want me to do the virtue signaling one or the one about beards?
3: I think you should surprise me because it's not fun when I know what tweet it is.
2: Okay. So this is from September sixth, (laughs) twenty (laughs) fourteen. What? i'm just laughing at it it's just so gosh i sucked i sucked so much on twitter here he goes guy drives by and yells f you at me so i respond the only way i know how catching up to him and telling him that he's loved hashtag love (laughs) i'll take it didn't happen for 400 Alex, i think it did i'm pretty sure that did happen i do remember it but you didn't do that 12 likes what no i did i did all that oh wow that's all true um, but I, the fact yeah, that, yeah, Ethan, I, the wait, fact why that why did some, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why it, did some
3: of. guy drive by and say F you?
2: I, uh, mm, I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, I threw a rock at some guy's car and he
3: said it F skipped you. Them, and then them. I was like, Hey, you're loved. You are loved, bro. You're loved,
2: bro. I skipped the part where I flipped him off. No, I don't think, I don't think I did anything. I think it was like a genuine sort of crazy moment that I felt the need to tweet about. But this, the more I go through my old... I don't like this segment, right? I think it's hilarious, and I hope that people get some kind of enjoyment out of it. But it makes me realize how terrible I used to be. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because I'm just... uh, All the time I would tweet things like this of trying to prove that I was better than other people. Did you... We've talked about, like, virtue signaling before. Did you get... When you got to college, how long did it take you to sort of phase out of that? Because it took me probably... Yeah, it took me probably, like four years
3: (laughs) four whole years yeah i think after we started this podcast was this podcast helps a lot it did because it's like oh we're kind of like a little more public now Uh i gotta care more like when i started when i started getting like recognized on campus which happened more often for me than it did for you because i went to franciscan
2: and it was entirely a catholic yeah it wasn't it
3: wasn't anything special i want to preface it with that right um Knowing that I, I felt when I left my room, I felt more like on display, or mm-hmm. like I, I felt like not not in the way you're like, oh, I gotta like I gotta put on a show so people notice me. It was more like mm-hmm. I gotta put on a show so people don't notice me. Yeah. It was like I gotta I gotta like I gotta be professional all the time. Yeah. And so cause I don't want people to be like, oh, Patrick's that weird kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to his weird podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the best the best moment for me for my humility was uh I mean, there's been a lot of moments that have been great for my humility, but just what being able to come and like talk about my life every week with you mm-hmm. for weeks just made me realize like, wow, I've got a lot of growing to do, yeah, right, and I think <laughs> that sort of works that out of the system naturally. We started the podcast like, oh my gosh,
3: the second episode, the let's talk about how good we are because we don't drink, and then we we're <sighs> like, oh, this
2: sucks, yeah, we suck. we kind of like I think hurt that was ourselves. The call, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this can't be like this. This has to be completely different. Yeah. I think I do think too that uh, a great moment for me was was going to Steubenville, visiting you. Oh wow! And uh, and everybody recognizing me and being very popular. <laughs> 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 oh man, I, I love that little bait and switch. <laughs>
3: Oh, man. I think, I think what really sold it for me was when um, I used to say, when I, when I was in high school, I used to say I'd rather be rec- I want to be recognized. I want to be famous enough to be recognized at a Steubenville conference, but not at a Walmart. You know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's a good, a good it's example. It's a good balance. SLS 20, here it comes. SLS 20, baby. Honestly?
3: I'm going to use Crunch Money to go the entire week. What do you think?
2: Uh, yes, please. Actually,
3: <laughs> okay, it would cool. be so fun if you <laughs> stayed right. the entire week. Because Nick is going. My little yes. brother's going. Shout oh, out really? Nick. And yeah, I'm Our so brothers excited. Our brothers can for him meet each other.
2: Oh, I my hope my gosh. brother's going. I don't know well, if my well, other brother. We got
3: to get him on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, if you if you remember SLS20, if you're you going in Chik a couple Fule. of months. It's only a little while away. So if you're going, here's what you got to do. On January 1st. Sorry, on, sorry, the day before January 1st, on December New Year's 31st. Eve, 31st. At New Year's Eve at 9 p.m., we're doing Crunch Live Part 4, the Quattro. And <laughs> we're going to read guy? we're going to interview people live. Are we? yeah we're gonna have their we're gonna have them give us their hot take time machines live
2: mm, that's right
3: we're gonna have them we're gonna have someone standing outside screening them and they're gonna it's gonna be nick and, and your brother which one's coming ryan
2: uh, alex might be coming. I don't, I don't know if that's for sure i just kind of threw it out there because he was at seek last year but i don't know if he's going oh, okay
3: year. so we'll, we'll have him standing outside and we'll pull him in it's gonna be great it's gonna nice. be
2: great hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and
1: participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Uh I'm gonna read my other hot take time machine real quick. Cool, 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 cool. I'm single and in college. That means I can try to grow a beard, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just funny because I couldn't. Because even now, I haven't shaved since the beginning of November, and there's still... You it's hear this? So hard. Listen to yeah. this. Yeah, there you go. That's The sound is not very deep. That means there are tiny little hairs. On a on tiny little hairs. Oh, my chin. I think growing a beard would be awesome, except for the fact that I can't do it. <laughs> so I think it's stupid. So I think I hate it, and it's dumb. No, we'll, see what, we'll see what I look like at the end of November, okay?
3: That's funny to me because... The only reason I grew a beard
2: was to was flex on of Phoebe. Me?
3: Oh. No, it was because of Phoebe. <laughs> she was like, you should try growing a beard at like the beginning of our relationship. And you and were I was like, like, okay, I don't yeah, think absolutely. I can. I don't will. I think I can. And I was, she was like, just try and I was like, okay, fine. And then I tried, and then I did.
2: It's a good-looking beard. Yeah. I, how long I did it, take it up you, recently. How long did it take you to get to that sort of level of uh, – This length? Yeah, that length. I'm zooming so, in on the Google Hangout right now, and I'm just looking at your beard.
3: <laughs> so, uh, my, my beard, <laughs> my beard length, um, it was pretty close to my chin, uh, in Hawaii. So it like went from like right to my chin, like down to here at, <laughs> you taking a picture? No. <laughs> oh, um, yes. it grew pretty long in just a couple of months. And so I decided that I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to trim it. I'm not going to trim it lengthwise down until mm. next August. Mm. Um, I'm going to keep it like really long and uh, I'm going to see, cause I, until I learned, after I learned how wedding? to like no it's like maybe right before I'm going to cut oh, it okay. down To whatever length she wants Right before the wedding mm. um, I learned this really cool trick How to trim the sides so I have a really This is great content by the way I have mm. a really curly beard And mm. the problem is It's curly on one side And not on the other Because I sleep on one side of my face And not the other And so it's like really flat on one side And so I had to, I, I learned this trick Where you like take a comb And you comb it out And then like the hairs That are sticking out You just shave right down the comb And it cuts it evenly Ooh
2: I love the comb It's
3: sick It's sick And so I do that now I'm proud of you thanks
2: uh do you want to i have do... a guest
3: hot take time machine oh really yeah wonderful this one comes from katherine gibson at the g factor 729 and she the said G-factory. in oh my gosh what is this the 25th of january 2013 oh okay. old 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 okay first of all shout out to Catherine. her phone is in spanish oh. um she, uh, so her tweet got two megustas. Um, I'd rather be a curve setter than a trendsetter. Hashtag nerd. Hashtag art history swag. So, Catherine, what? when I first read this, I straight up thought you were talking about, like, curves, like the human body. And I was oh. like, that's an offensive tweet, Catherine. We can't read this online. But she said it's from her senior year in high school. Um, she was like, I was definitely a nerd, not cool or fashionable or part of the populars, as Ethan would say. Hey. I was taking AP art art history and smashing the curve on tests every time. So for mm. self avali- for self validation, I tweeted this in January. Yikes! At seventeen year old me, um, Catherine, we've all been there. But also AP art history, wow, that's high level nerddom.
2: High level math that high not level many math. Us, not many of us have unlocked yet.
3: So like uh, you took AP art history. So can you validate Kanye's claim
2: that he's the greatest artist in or alive? You took ap art history can you confirm that the verify 2020 banner is is modern art (laughs) thank you
3: oh my gosh also hey shout out to my beard on twitter that's nice i didn't why are you looking at twitter during our podcast i was just reading a tweet from a person thanks catherine for your (laughs) for your for your tweet (laughs) did you take any really nerdy classes when you were in high school
2: I took a history of film class that I really liked. That's kind of nerdy, yeah. Which was nerdy. I, like that. Uh, I, I but not real. I mean, I took a uh, took a CAD class. I guess debate and forensics is pretty nerdy. That is you, a really nerdy if class you get down to it. Because I had to spend, I spent a lot of hours outside of class time working on debate mm-hmm. stuff, which was. I good took an ecology class. Ecology. I took an ecology class only because my friends were talking about it the first week,
3: and they all were able to have pets. Mm. so we had pets and so i was put into a group that had two pet snakes mm-hmm. boa bo- ball pythons we talked about this and um yeah that was really fun but the the nerdiest thing i ever did in high school was i took all of the english classes the school offered by the time mm-hmm. i was a junior and so mm-hmm. my senior year i tried to uh i tried to like submit an independent study for creative writing ap creative writing and uh the administration shot it down because they didn't like me
2: that stinks
3: Yeah, they were like, you're not responsible enough to do this. And I was like, but please. And then I had to take this like general education English class. No, sorry, not general education. It was like this general, it was called, it was like general paper. It's called general paper. And it's like how to write. General patent. I took AP general (laughs) patent. Okay, so are you ready to get sad? Sure. Or do you have anything else?
2: I was going to say the girl that I had a crush on in high school would always take the tortoise out for a walk. Wait, sorry. What? <laughs> we had a tortoise at our school for the ecology class. I can see
3: why you had a crush on her.
2: Yes. Uh. You. Needless to say, the relationship moved very slowly. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Now keep, it's time for tweets that made me in.
3: sad. <laughs> Welcome to tweets that made me sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where we talk about what made us sad on the internet. And today we have just one tweet that made us sad because um, it's just one topic that we want to talk about for the rest of the episode. Could be more than one topic. Could be more than one topic. So what what is what is the tweet, Ethan?
2: Well, it's not really. It's it's like a. It was a tweet that t- links to an article. Um, this is so articles that made me sad. The tweet that just it just had the. Uh, the headline in the tweet and i saw it and i was like ah
3: which is lazy tweeting
2: i know aarp executive claps back at viral okay boomer joke with shot at millennials we actually have the money zoinks wow yes the executive myrna blythe made the comment during an interview blythe serves as the senior vice president uh blah 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 she said okay millennials but we're the people that actually have the money and then there's a picture of her in a pantsuit with her arms crossed looking right at the camera
3: straight up when i first saw that i thought it was the lady from uh the lion the witch in the wardrobe the white witch Um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yikes!
3: (laughs) thanks that's a clapback clapback is not at least i have money that's 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 uh What's that? That's flexing. As Some
2: members sang. of Blythe's co- cohort have taken extreme offense to OK Boomer with one radio host going fo- so far as to claim that it was as bad as a certain racial slur historically applied to African-Americans.
3: The N-word. They said it was as bad as the N-word. That's, yeah, that was my favorite tweet of the gosh, year. God, it's so but funny. But the problem the – the, the reason why I didn't like that tweet was because it killed the
2: meme. It did kill the meme.
3: It sucks. Now it's over. Now it's now not it's anymore. Now it's done. It's done. But I want to talk stick. about it a little bit because – it was such like a it was such a vicious meme. It like it was like it was a flash of the pan. You know it like it like it like burned so hot and so quickly. Yeah. It overtook. Also, shut up, AARP. Gen Z came up with OK Boomer. It no, was not a millennial not meme. they don't. know. Was,
2: they don't know. They have no idea.
3: They don't know. They don't understand memes. But and that makes it funnier because Gen Z doesn't have money either because they're in high school. So like so, you
2: got them. You really crushed those. You really crushed those kids, those children. Um,
3: But yeah, it's just the the, what got me was not the "boomer is the new N word," which is just the most racially unaware thing. If you can say say
2: one of the slurs and not the other slur, then the one you can't say is probably the one that's (laughs) worse.
3: That's so funny. That's exactly like the John Mulaney bit. Yeah, is it a bit? Yeah, he talks about how he he put the word "midget" in an act, and they said, um, and then standards of practices at SNL said you can't say midget because it's as bad as saying the n-word and he's like no it's not you know how i know because we're saying the word midget right now but you won't even say what the other word is
2: (laughs) dang i hate that john mulaney is smarter than me
3: john mulaney is very funny but what got me was the new york times article that said okay boomer marks the end of friendly friendly generational yeah yeah, that's which is like first of all i hate
2: my grandma now (laughs) yeah right also judy peace out a town
3: um, there's a, there's a woman at, at Franciscan. her name is Judy and she's the card swiper at the cafeteria for uh-huh. late night mm-hmm. and everybody on campus loves Judy. So yeah. Judy, Judy is, she's okay.
2: Did I get to meet Judy when I was there?
3: Uh, we didn't go to late night. So no,
2: why not?
3: I don't know. I ran out of meal swipes. Who knows?
2: Boo. Boo.
3: But yeah, so I just, I just think it's funny that for years and years and years there was like kids these days, kids, these days, kids, these days. And then all of a sudden, there's like a meme that's like adults these days and they're like how, how dare, dare you? you how dare you I just think it's a little silly and as Father Harrison says boomerism is a state of mind I think that's Father Harrison it's not it's not a it's not a thing where it's like oh everybody is like this but it is like it is like an attitude right there's this like there's this like mid-century american attitude mm-hmm. that is somewhat toxic
2: I'm gonna pull myself up by my bootstraps, yes. just like my father and his father before him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Or like, <laughs> you don't deserve this because you didn't work for it, right? Mm. Or like, you don't you don't deserve this because you're not like skilled enough.
2: Or if you want to make who, more money, just work harder, like me.
3: Yeah. Or like, or like working hard. The people who have the most money work the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a fallacy. That's boomerism.
2: It's boomerism.
3: That's boomerism, and it's not because every boomer subscribes to it, but it's because that like that like age group is they started when it. it yeah
2: and yeah it's the same i know plenty of people my age who are boomers
3: yeah it's very
2: true it's like <laughs> they're, they're still on facebook and they're still posting make america great again M- memes memes and like you know yeah they're there. did you know that a baby boomer has been president for what?
3: every every i think every president since bill clinton has been a baby boomer i think except for barack
2: obama who was the president before clinton reagan um no gosh that was such a stupid question it was hw yeah it was okay was Was hw a
3: boomer boomer? i think he no no george uh sorry bill clinton was the first baby boomer president yeah really yeah because george hw bush was older when he was part of the greatest generation he's part of the greatest generation
2: (laughs) dang and obama you think if we start calling ourselves definitely a boomer
3: no he's um i think he's Gen X. He's younger than our parents mindset wise mindset wise a little bit of a a boomer um, my, what was I gonna say? Anyone oh. in power over me, boomer. is a boomer. Anyone, have, it's <laughs> Anyone like, who the, disagrees with me, boomer. <laughs> boomer. I think. Um, I think. I think. What if we just called ourselves the Greatest Generation? Do you think that would catch on? <laughs> I don't think. Like it would. once the all the other ones die, can uh-huh. we just say we're the greatest, and then everyone else is like, yeah, that makes sense.
2: You know, what'd be the yeah. Oh, I mean, you're right. Because what's the who's naming the generations? It's the boomers, right? Boomers. So if we really want to okay boomer them, we're just gonna start calling ourselves the. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna I, all the things that kept coming to my mind were not appropriate to we'll call ourselves the, the second
3: screen. greatest generation uh-huh. which will like immediately knock everyone else down a peg what are you th- what 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 generation were you what 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 generation would you rather have been born into
2: <laughs> what are you trying to say I don't know what I'm trying You're to just say try to say a bunch of words at once dude, dude. <laughs> sometimes guy. my
3: mind works too fast for me
2: mm-hmm. I don't know quick, i I just I just,
3: just had a lot of feelings about this and I feel bad because like I don't know. I know a lot of really great people who fall into the category of boomers. And so that mm-hmm. that, that was the downside to this meme was like, right. it does, it is mean. It is very mean. Is it mean? However, however, we have to understand the frustration. It's like, there's a lot, for instance, I, I thought it was incredibly funny. Well, I have funny. a question.
2: Yes. Sorry, just to go, before you move on from the mean thing. Has there ever been, has anyone ever been mean to that generation before? Like nobody, <laughs> I, okay. Let's let's be clear here. Has anyone be, ever been mean to the white people of that generation before? Fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's be perfectly clear. But those are the ones that are causing the stink. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they had so much power all the time. They mm-hmm. they've always had it because they've always had economic status. They've always had social status. They've always had all of those things. Political status. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, when people are being mean to them, they're like, oh. How dare you? Because it's never happened to them before. Yeah, it's it's, it's just...
3: a classic. Like kids these days are so offended so easily. All these snowflakes, and then they get mm-hmm. okay boomered, and then it's like, what? Oh! What? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my gosh! So this reminds me. This reminds Please. me of a, of when I was in high school. So when I was in high school. Um, a bunch of friends of mine and I were sitting, it was a New Year's Eve party and we were all sitting around and we all had our phones out because we were reading the B movie script and we were like, it was when that meme was <laughs> popular and we hilarious. were all like using our phones and we were, we were dramatically recreating the B movie mm-hmm. as a group and like having a great time. Yeah. And then her uncle walks in. Oh no. <laughs> My friend's uncle walks in and he goes, huh, phone, phone, phone. Like all oh, the kids these days and their cell phones. I looked when and I was like, I pointed at all the adults one by one and I was like, Beer beer mm-hmm. beer <laughs> and yeah, i don't know it's just it's did like he, it's one of those did things he where it's kick like you in the head he kicked me in the head he was like <laughs> oh kids these days are so ungrateful for what my generation gave them and i'm like are you kidding uh, me your generation gave us a 50 percent divorce rate what the hell are you talking about <laughs> i got bad news pat what
2: i think i might be a boomer you a boomer because i go in to the to places and i see people sitting on their phones not talking to each other and i go phone <laughs> that's a bump that's a boomer that's a total boomer move it is, is you it don't know what they're doing what's more boomer right to to sit and isolate yourself from the people around you or to <laughs> to, or to be in community with one another
3: um I think I think that uh, older generations everybody's always done the first thing just yeah. in different ways cell phones television, are just an easier way to do it
2: television 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 radio mm-hmm. I mean radio had to be the funnies the funnies hey quit (laughs) reading pickles get over here and spend time (laughs) with me pickles boomers pickles is just about boomers isn't it eternal boomers yeah here's another tweet that made me sad more of a collection of tweets oh geez um all of the things talking about how nickelodeon is in with netflix disney's in with disney plus and now cartoon network's in with hbo max really we got there i don't think it's all just kind of like We went away from cable, and then we went into this magical time for like seven years where everything was cheap and good. Just Netflix, man. And then it just is all – it's just the same as it was before, Yeah, but worse.
3: You're spending 60 bucks a month regardless.
2: I'm not spending anything is the thing. I get get Hulu Plus for free with my Spotify subscription. Mm -hmm. I don't pay for Netflix. I'm not going to pay for Disney Plus. I'm not going to pay for HBO Max. Yeah, I definitely not. I don't pay for what other streaming services are there? Um voodoo. <laughs> uh
3: the NBC app,
2: the, the CBS NBC- app. I guess I do pay for NBA TV. I just go on Reddit. I watch some NBA. <laughs> I watch some NBA games. But I think it's ridiculous how there's all this all this content. Actually I think there's too much content. How about that? Too much content. Too much. Too much. There's too much tuna. Um, I agree
3: with you. I Who needs looked, all these shows? Who's watching I took, them? I took one look at the Disney Plus. So I took several because you can't only take one look. I like went through um, Disney's catalog, and I was like, oh,
2: my gosh. There's so much here. There's too much here. How can anybody – because basically what people are saying is, oh, if I pay $7 a month, I effectively own all of these, Right yeah and certainly that's cheaper than buying all of these myself but the thing is is you're not gonna watch um cadet da- kelly that's Davey, a lie i davy crockett in the in the river spirits you know what i mean like you're not gonna watch <laughs> that movie from 1944 right because uh, exactly uh. no it's true it's It's the same, like, okay. They're tricking people into thinking that they're doing a good thing, but when actually they're just paying them more money for stuff that they probably already own in a DVD somewhere in their house. Yeah, right? That's crazy. Anyway. I was just
3: shocked at how much Disney owns. There's two problems here. First, there's too much content. Two, Too few people own the rights to that content. How is it possible that Universal Music Group owns every song that exists?
2: You know, they don't own my songs, baby.
3: They don't they don't own First Try by DJ Pillowcase. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, was. I I was watching a YouTube video about this recently about how we're getting content fatigue. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is the market is really saturated. That's oh, absolutely. Community. We but, are a um, part of the problem. We are part of the problem. But like when you go on Netflix and you're like, um, OK, there's so much here uh i could watch this i could watch this i could watch this oh i'm done with my dinner oh well i guess i'll just go read a book or something you know it's like Mm -hmm. i almost wish that there was a shuffle button on netflix Mm -hmm. but then it's like i would keep hitting that shuffle button until i hit something that i kind of liked it would just the same thing would happen you know right i don't know it's like it's like the same thing with spotify i just my attention span is low
2: yeah i'm trying to read more books Hey, you Me read too. a lot of books. I did. I read 50 books You did, your, books you did year. your thing. You, do, you accomplished your goal.
3: I accomplished my goal, of 50 books in a year, and I'm out, I'm on my way to 75. Oh, my gosh. That's so many books. I'm reading I'm reading through The Lord of the Rings right now. I read The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. It's a really Maybe good Maybe if you book. didn't read
2: so many books, you'd have a longer attention span. <laughs> Maybe if you didn't read so many books, you'd have a shorter
3: attention span. That's Maybe what the then. kids
2: are always saying. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. All I know is that I'm not giving Disney any more money than I already give them.
3: <laughs> I already gave him so much money watching all the Marvel movies. I know.
2: Um, take all my money. Yeah.
3: I, my biggest disappointment was that uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and Spider-Man: Far From Home are not on Disney Plus.
2: Yeah, that seems uh, isn't it because of the whole mix-up with like Sony. Sony.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's sucks. But the Simpsons, all thirty years of the Simpsons, that's is on a Disney lot. Plus.
2: Who can watch all? of Disney
3: that? owns Fox and uh. ABC. You know who owns Hulu, Ethan? You know who owns Hulu? Oof. It's a three a three network. A three-network deal cut by ABC, uh-huh. NBC, and Fox. Dang Disney it. owns Fox and ABC. Disney owns two-thirds of Hulu and their own streaming service. Okay,
2: well, then i got to get rid of uh, Hulu then. You're already giving them so much money. I know. I know. I don't understand how to get away. They can't keep getting away with it is the, the thing. The thing
3: about Disney, though, is well, – what I guess they do because ABC and Fox both have news channels. Thanks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary, huh? There
3: was a BoJack episode about this in the new season. It mm-hmm. was like Which I didn't watch. Did you watch the new season?
2: No. Now you're boycotting BoJack cuz you don't like swear words? I
3: uh, yeah,
2: you got <laughs> No, I'm boycotting was, BoJack cuz I don't like to be sad.
3: <laughs> there was a there was an episode like uh, White Whale Enterprises is like this big oligopoly. Mm-hmm. Um this big like this big no monopoly, that's what it is. And he um <laughs> He talks about how uh they they do like a documentary on the uh on the company and how how corrupt it is and he was like, "No, go ahead, release your documentary." And she's like, "Aren't you afraid it's going to expose everything you're doing?" He's like, "No, I'm not afraid. It is going to expose everything I'm doing. And then the shareholders, my stock is going to go up because people are going to know how ruthless our company is." Wow. And how much we're willing how much we're willing to do to get money. And I was Ugh. like, "Oh my gosh. Oh That's my gosh, high. you're right. The system,
2: it all works." It all works for the good of the that's rich. Why the, that's why ABC <laughs> didn't release their video about Epstein or release the news story about Epstein. You know who owns ABC? Disney. Disney. You want to know who was probably on Epstein's private island? Mr. Walt Incredible. Disney. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Walt Disney's frozen. <laughs> Walt head. Disney's frozen. Disney head. released the movie Frozen
3: so that people can't Google Walt Disney Frozen without finding. <gasps> yeah. Is that yeah. true? No, that's totally true. Whoa. I. That, that is one of the three conspiracies that I believe wholeheartedly. One – Henry Truman was a Freemason. Yes, absolutely. Two, um, Harry Truman, not Henry, Truman. Henry uh, Truman. Two, laundry detergent tells you to put more in than you're supposed to. Three, Walt Disney made Walt Disney made Frozen to stop people to from stop finding people his from Googling frozen his, frozen his frozen head. Yep. Oh
2: my gosh, we just busted this wide open. The Say FBI goodbye your to your precious to Disney Empire. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> to your precious empire. <laughs> We're going to find the head. <laughs> where? Okay, if we're being honest, where do we think his head is?
3: In the abandoned park in Disney World.
2: Which abandoned park?
3: Oh, You don't know about the abandoned world in Disney Park? No. I mean, park in Disney World?
2: <laughs> <laughs> where is it?
3: Okay, so uh, it's called... Fellow Floridian, please tell me. Okay, so back in the 80s or 70s or 80s, right? Disney decided to make the world's first freshwater theme park. They called it Splash City or something. Splash Bay. I don't, I forget what it was, but it was their third, it was going to be their third water park. Creative name. Yeah. And it was, it was all, it was all like, it was all fed by the local reservoir. So it was like non chlorinated, all natural water. But the problem was, uh, it was natural water. So algae grew and it got really bad. And so it was just cheaper to shut the park down. So it shut down in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can, it's still there. You can see it from some parts of Disney World, but it's just an abandoned jungle now in the middle of disney world uh-huh. and so that deep in the drenches deep where it is buried the frozen head of walt disney
2: okay you just kind of told the story about how a park opened and then closed and then at the end said and that's where he's buried but there's with that's no gotta only. be
3: where he's buried here's the thing that's <laughs> he, died 66. Allowed to go there. he died in 66
2: he died in 66 so at a, a park that was open in the 80s doesn't make much sense unless they had to move his body for some reason
3: one second we're gonna solve this okay abandoned theme park
2: we could uh, we could just convert this podcast into a where's walto
3: we are going to where's where's Wald? where's walto that's what oh it's called disney's river country disney. okay river country river country was
2: a this theme is not, park. they released disney plus to distract us from the real they did yeah oh it closed in 2001 oh 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 river
3: country opened so it was open for almost 30 years it was open it was open in june 20th of 19 19- 76 and there's Mm -hmm. um there's like videos of people sneaking into it after it it was abandoned it's so weird there's like water slides that are overgrown grass and like trees felled over like pools and like leaves and it's crazy and deep in the bowels that would make sense here's the thing california got too populated right okay california the the park wasn't big enough right they had to move them
2: they shipped the head from california Mm -hmm. to florida so what's to say that he's not in disney paris
3: Walt Disney bought Epcot. Sorry, the reason why Walt Disney built Epcot—it stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, as Mm -hmm. we all know. He bought the the area to make Epcot because he wanted to make like a self-sustaining city, and he wanted to retire there with his wife Lily. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he built this bench on the top of the tallest building in Epcot, where he and she and he Epcot is a
2: stone's throw away from Epstein. If we're that's
3: honestly, that's exactly what it is. here's the thing they built Epcot. So that Disney could, Disney wanted to live there, right? Right. So they buried his head underneath the Epcot ball. Uh, Okay. The ball looks like a giant cartoon head. Mm -hmm. That's where his head was buried. But people got wise, people got suspicious. Okay. So they moved it. They moved it over to River Country.
2: I'm saying each year the Epcot ball gets a little bit bigger because it's drawing strength from his head. Exactly. So if you go back to Disney and you're like, wow, this is actually bigger than I remember as a kid that's why. what it is that's, that's what reason. it is you ever been there uh i've been once yeah not too he originally didn't want it to be an amusement park isn't that funny back. what did he want it to be he epcot? wanted it to be a city epcot yeah epcot. That people lived in yeah dang how would you decide would you have like a lottery system
3: yeah so it was going to be if you want to live here you have to work and if you can't work you have to move <laughs> Wow. so it was kind of it was kind of going to be huge and communist but a little little utilitarian um, there yeah a little totalitarian, but uh yeah, he didn't want he didn't want Magic Kingdom to be built. That's why Epcot is easier to get to than Magic Kingdom, and his brother Roy built Magic Kingdom after his death. Roy. So Roy, my guy. And then um now there's another there's a Disney owned village in Florida called Celebration Village, Florida. Have you been there? No. Have you heard of it? No. No. So it's it's a living, breathing community and it has a school and everything, and a friend of mine named Indiana oh, Jones. Gosh. No joke, used to live there. You're kidding. Nope, not a joke. That's I have all, a friend named Indiana Jones.
2: That's all fake.
3: No, it's real. And there's a there's a there's a road, a really dangerous hill. Uh-huh. There's like a brick wall there and it's because uh-huh. people would go down the hill too fast, not be able to stop and they would drive off the hill and they would die.
2: A lot of weird stuff. Like yeah, a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh all I'm saying is is you wake up America cuz Disney Plus is is coming for you. Wake up, sheeple. This wake is the sheeple. last step.
3: The real Disney's question own is
2: Disney plus what?
3: Disney plus communism.
2: Disney plus communism equals your money.
3: Your money. Hey, did you get an email? I did too. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> the The subject line, it says every day when you're walking down the street and everybody that you meet signs up for Verify 2020, which is great. Arthur signed up for Verify Twenty Twenty. Believe it or not, Arthur was busy at the time of the (laughs) of request to. uh, He's he's busy doing his
3: world book tour and going to gay rat weddings. (laughs) He is (laughs) is a bit busy,
2: Um, but we did have uh, one of Arthur's close immediate friends sign up for the Verify Twenty Twenty campaign. A man with a lot of reach, a man with a lot of musical ability. Yeah, it is none other than. Yo Yo Ma, but the Arthur version. But the Arthur version, who has (laughs) who has (laughs) signed up to be a part of Verify 2020. Now, if you don't know, Verify 2020 is a campaign for us to get verified on Twitter. Um, After listening to this podcast, it's up in the air whether or not we actually deserve to be verified on Twitter. But we're leaning towards actually yes, we definitely deserve it. And having a guy with those beautiful ears and that beautiful head of hair and that beautiful cello between his legs, he uh, he is the guy that I want on my team. Don't you think, Patrick? Uh, As you guys all know,
3: Yo-Yo Ma is a cellist and virtuoso, which means something, I don't know what. And he first appeared on Arthur in My Music Rules, where DW persuades him to play at the library.
2: And then, you gotta remember... And then he got
3: into a boxing match with Joshua (laughs) Redman, the saxophonist.
2: The jazz saxophonist, there was this huge scene where they were both really, really buff, and they used their musical instruments to fight each other.
3: What on earth was this show?
2: One of the greatest like cartoon segments that i can i can recall who um, on
3: earth thought of that yo, yo, ma, and also Josh dw Redman. reed anticipated she was like i don't think i'm gonna like yo yo ma but was pleasantly surprised and refers to him as yo mama which yo i mama, think is also hilarious
2: which is great so we've got yo mama uh we've got arthur sort of co-signing on um it, it's it's a real tour de force of children's entertainment popularity helping us out right giving us a yeah. leg up as it were throwing us a bone um there's many other phrases that i could use but i'll leave it at that <laughs> throwing Yo-yo-ma, us a bone is yo-yo ma still alive
3: i hope so <coughs> national treasure international treasure really yo-yo ma yo yo ma um, death date? yep he's still alive baby oh, he's got goodness. a concert coming up in march <laughs> where in chicago
2: illinois <laughs> Is he at the point where he's like touring in really small American cities, like coming like Chicago,
3: like... the really small American city, Chicago, Illinois? Okay.
2: <laughs> and I... New York and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, maybe not Ann Arbor. Maybe not. Um, years active. He's been playing the cello since 1961. He went to Juilliard and he went to Harvard. Oh, I mean, I mean, anybody could really do that.
3: Yeah, uh, anybody can go to Juilliard and Harvard.
2: Juilliard is impressive, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing.
3: I'm not. I rejected them. They asked me to go and I they said pl- no. I'd rather make a podcast with my buddy Ethan. They said
2: I should apply to Juilliard, but I said no, thanks. I'd rather jewel in the yard.
3: <laughs> Man, I was super I was super into Juilliard when I was a, a kid, like as a as like this idea of like, oh, I want to be a professional performer, so I got to go to like the best school ever. I got to go to Juilliard. But Juilliard's actually not a college. It's just what? like like a a place that people go to learn music and you get like a, a certificate that says I went to Juilliard and people are like, whoa,
2: wow. We're going to pay you lots of money now.
3: It's because I watched that movie, August rush. Mm-hmm. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Leon Thomas, the third, who it's of course the movie plays with the, what's his name and victorious. was in The
2: it. guy who wants to be a jazz drummer and JK Simmons throws a a symbol at his head.
3: You're thinking of Die Hard. <laughs> Dang
2: it. <laughs> Even <when> that happens. <laughs> Sorry, yo, yo, ma for getting you confused with uh, Bruce Willis. Happens all the time. I'm all sure, the time, you. I'm sure.
3: People uh, are walking especially by and they're the, like, "Hey, the Arthur World you version you." don't like of flying, you. do you?
2: You think Bruce Willis has ever been an Arthur?
3: uh I don't know. I hope so.
2: I hope so too. I think that's people. Oh, when
3: people walk up to Yo-Yo man they say, "Say cello to my little friend." Oh no! <laughs> that's not even from Die Hard. <laughs> like, yeah, cello. Okay. Okay. Good night, everybody. Oh <laughs> I,
2: I just want to give a thanks. If, if you've made it this far through this episode, you deserve a Medal of Freedom. Uh, <laughs> Congressional Medal <laughs> of Freedom. Congressional Medal of Freedom. You can find us on Twitter, at Bro Postle, or at Catholic Pat, the podcast, at The Crunchcast. We are on Instagram, Ethan Stevie, Patrick Nevy, I, I, I. You can, su- you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Crunch. You can come see us at SLS 20. We're going to be live. We're going to be hot. It's going to be Saturday Light Knives because
3: we're going to be stuck in a box again. Are we? I don't know. I told, I, hope... I gave him some, I gave him some ideas.
2: I hope not. the The greatest thing that you can do to support us is share the podcast with a friend. So if you enjoyed it, please give us a share, give us a like, and subscribe. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
3: If you're feeling like an edgy zoomer, remember the words, "Okay, boomer."
2: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.